You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And now it's time for the BetMGM MLB podcast, powered by BetQL, with Ryan Horvath and Cody Decker on the BetQL Network. Ladies and gentlemen, we got ourselves a brand new week in Major League Baseball. And even though we are post-trade deadline, everybody's sitting around, well, it's a brand new season, brand new season. And the brand new season we were expecting to start for some teams apparently hasn't started because the San Diego Padres haven't won a game since the trade deadline. And the Yankees finally won a game since the trade deadline. Guys, it's BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL. Some teams are hot, some teams are not. And we got to talk about it all right here. Myself, Cody Decker, and Ryan Horvat. We're going to talk to you about everything coming up. We got lines, we got props, we got futures, but of course, we got to talk about the big stories. And that is the teams that are A, killing it, and B, not killing it. Let's start with a team that's absolutely killing it, Ryan. Let's do it. Anyone better than the Dodgers? Because the answer to me is no. No. You know, we were all over that, though, going into the weekend. Obviously, Who doesn't love the moves that the Padres make when you bring in uh, Josh Hader, who leads Major League Baseball in saves, even though the ERA has went up past four. They bring in Juan Soto, who is only 23 years old, one of the best players in all of baseball. Josh Bell, that first game in the lineup together, they look great. Since then, they haven't won a game, like you said, man. And we were all over that. I told you I was going to take the Dodgers all weekend long, even stuck with them on Sunday with Darvish on the mound. Look, they're the better team. Let's be honest. That lineup, uh, Mookie Betts is still featured in that lineup. Uh, Cody Bellinger's been a little bit better. I still trust that rotation. You look at it, they dominated in that series, man. Friday night, 8-1. Saturday, 8-3. They beat up on Darvish on Sunday. So the Dodgers, in my opinion, are still the best team in the National League. Yeah, I agree. They are the best team in the National League. They absolutely dominated the Padres, by the way. It It wasn't like they beat them. I mean, game one, eight to one, game two, eight to three, game three, four, nothing like the Dodgers just reminded everybody. Oh, yeah, we're the Dodgers, by the way. And I actually called it last week. I said, hey, no, Mookie Betts is not going to let this team leave this stadium talking about anything but Mookie Betts. And I'm glad I was right because, man, the Dodgers are just too good, even with that lineup, by the way. That that doesn't mean it's panic time for the San Diego Padres because guess who's on his rehab assignment down in San Antonio right now? Fernando Tatis Jr. is finally coming back to the Padres. So you're going to finally see a Padre team that's got Manny Machado, that's got Fernando Tatis Jr., that's got Jake Cronenworth, and got Josh Bell, and, ladies and gentlemen, Juan Soto. So this is going to be, oh my God, I don't even know what we're going to be getting out of this team going forward. Dude, seriously. But really quick on the Dodgers, run differential this year, plus 226. The Yankees, second best, plus 206. Then it drops all the way down to Houston, plus 126. It's just like the Dodgers aren't aren't only beating teams this year. They're just beating up on teams. And it's funny after, you know, they'll drop two or three in a series or three or four, you know, like they're just bored at times. But yeah, I mean, I'm not worried about the Padres. I think they'll be just fine. You know who the team that, the Dodgers aren't my team of the weekend, as crazy as that sounds, even after beating up on the Padres, the new look Padres. I got to go with the St. Louis Cardinals, who I circled back, took them to win the NL Central. Pretty big, man. I just feel like the I hate what the Brewers did at the deadline, especially so when they didn't add a bat. And then, 
you literally got nothing in return. You're DFAing guys and the Cardinals. Look what they did to the Yankees, man. Game one, they beat them 4-3. Like in that final game on Sunday, kept going back and forth. They kept battling back. Look at Paul Goldschmidt, the season he's having. Look at Nolan Arenado. And then I trust everybody in that rotation. I can't believe I'm saying that, but they've been really good. I like the moves that they made at the deadline. I think the Cardinals are for real, man. And I wouldn't hate taking a shot on them, you know, a a World Series future, um, just because that lineup is stacked. I'd go as far to say the Cardinals are the best team in the National League Central now. I, I really, I don't understand what the Brewers were thinking. Uh, moving out, out Hater, I know they can maximize what they can get for him, but at the end of the day, he's a relief pitcher. Relief pitchers are not going to bring in a massive haul, so I didn't understand making that trade when they did. Um, worked out great, obviously, for the San Diego Padres and everything that's going to go forward, but yeah, this Cardinals team, legit legit jordan montgomery by the way obviously taking it to his former team game one of his new team i still do not understand that trade no one's been able to make it sense i don't get it i I hated it why did the yankees need another outfielder like harrison bader would be a nice luxury but i don't get why you're giving up arms yeah that didn't really make a whole lot of sense didn't love that move so we'll see i think the yankees will be just fine excited for this game coming up tonight with garrett cole on the mound after getting roughed up in his last yeah. start against the same mariners we get the same pitching matchup really and then the other team in the national league obviously the mets man and jacob Degrom looked great um so in the national league you got the padres you have the dodgers you have the cardinals and you know then you have the mets in in the american league for me it's pretty much houston it's still the Yanks, I guess. I don't know who that third team would be, though. Me neither. I would say pros- I mean, possibly the Mariners, but the Mariners have hit a bit of a rough patch since the All-Star break. Um, I don't know if they've hit a rough patch or they've just run into some tough scheduling. I mean, they, they ran into the Houston Astros, who we know they can't beat as of right now. Right. Uh, they're running into the Yankees, who the Yankees are beating up on them. Although, like you mentioned, they're facing Garrett Cole today, who they absolutely dominated last game out. Um, it's going to be interesting. But here's you mentioned the Mets. Yeah. Dude. The Mets are just for real. They they didn't just beat up on the on the Braves this weekend. They they absolutely torched the Braves yeah. this last weekend. They made the Braves look like a third place team compared to this Mets team. This Mets team, I mean, everyone was complaining. Mets fan was absolutely complaining as if the trade deadline was the worst thing that ever happened. That team got better. Your first place team got better at the trade deadline, which is all you can truly ask for. And they go over to the Mets and, I mean, they go over against the Braves and just dominate, dominate. Dude, DeGrom, excellent, 12 strikeouts. Let's just keep him healthy. Still like the Mets a lot, especially in the postseason. When you go Scherzer, you go DeGrom, one, two, uh, in a series. Like them a lot. The Phillies continue to win games. They've won nine of their last ten. And they're eventually going to get Bryce Harper back. Don't hate them as a sneaky wild card team. Just don't think they have enough pitching, even though I do like the moves that they made at the deadline as well for the most part. And then really quickly, uh, we go over to the south side. Tim Anderson doesn't fly with the team. Tim Anderson does get the suspension reduced, but the White Sox remain, in my opinion, a dumpster fire. And, uh, man, I just I don't know what to do with them because I'm still sitting on that ticket, obviously, to win the AL Central. Not looking to get off. I did have the Twins over the 81.5 wins, but – Every time I think the Sox are coming back to life, man, they let me down. And it's just, they seem disinterested. Like, they don't want to be out there. Like, they've quit on the season. Is that fair? Tony La Russa's falling asleep in the dugout? I, 
I don't want to say, I don't want to think that. I don't want to believe that. I want to believe that this team can still put it together and figure this whole thing out, which they should. This team is on paper, again, an all-star team. And I remember I got into it with somebody on 670 to score, like, this team's not an all-star team. I'm like, why you, Why do you say that? He's like, well, they're not playing well. And I'm like, well, I'm calling them an all-star team because yeah. uh, one through nine, seven of them are all-stars, uh, have been all-stars. In fact, look at their pitching staff. Uh Three of them have been all-stars. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. This is an all-star team. I, that just isn't winning and not doing anything even remotely impressive. By the way, the White Sox do have a double header as of today yeah. against the Kansas City Royals. And again, the White Sox have the most favorable schedule going forward of anyone in Major League Baseball. They still have another, I believe, nine games. No, I'm sorry, eight games against the Kansas City Royals. Yeah. They still have another, like, Eight games against the Detroit Tigers. Another eight games against the Twins, which I am now worried about because the Twins actually got better at the trade deadline. Um, and another few games against some other subpar teams. This team yeah. should make the playoffs, but I'm actually at the po point where I don't think they're going to. Well, and that's been the reason I haven't hedged off them, man, or looked to buy off of them is only because the second half of the season – they have the easiest schedule in Major League Baseball in the American League. Look at that division. You should be beating up on the Royals. Everybody should be beating up on the Tigers. They're a dumpster fire. Everybody should be beating up on teams like the A's, even though I bet the A's last night. Huge, 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 huge mistake against the Angels, who I also hate, by the way. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if they're going to turn it around, man. I just, like I said, I don't know who that third team in the American League is. It's the Astros. It's the Yanks. I do like the Mariners. Mariners are sneaky. Toronto, I like Toronto, but I just I don't know if they could contend this year. Yeah, I get it, I get it, but yeah, there's there's just so much here to be said about some yeah. some of these teams. What do you think the trade deadline sunk any of these teams? Like truly sunk them? Like because I don't think anyone would be quote unquote sunk. I do think some of these trades are going to come back to haunt some teams. Um, the team I already mentioned, I really, truly think the Jordan Montgomery trade is going to hurt the Yankees. I Same. think at some point that's going to be like something that just it's that final knife that loses them one inning at the most unopportune moment in October. Same. I think that no, I think that the team that hurt themselves and set themselves back was the Brewers not moving Josh Hader. I mean, because, you know, they were ready to move Devin Williams. Uh, into that closer role anyway, right? Mm -hmm. Like they want to, so they're going to try to maximize him while they have him, obviously. And they weren't going to be able to afford Josh Hader. They didn't want to be able to afford Josh Hader, which makes sense. He's getting older, but you don't add a bat at the deadline. And my issue with that is that's a very, I mean, that's, that's that in the AL Central, the NL Central and the AL Central are the worst divisions in baseball. Yeah. And you had a three game lead over the Cardinals going into the trade deadline. And you were getting Freddie Peralta back after uh, off of the 60-day IL, right? Because you didn't have him for two months coming off of an injury. You have Corbin Burns, the reigning, defending NL Cy Young winner. You have Brandon Woodruff. You have this bullpen. You don't add a bat or two at the deadline. And you get worse. You became a worse baseball team. They've been swept by the Pirates. They're losing to bad teams. And... I don't know. I, th I thought, if anything, they should have went all in. I, I don't know that you're beating the Dodgers or the Padres in a postseason series, but you're, you were going to win that division. You had a three-game lead over the Cardinals, and they pretty much sold at the deadline. So that's the team that pisses me off a little bit um, and set themselves back, I think, was the Milwaukee Brewers in a terrible division where you should be beating up on the Cubs, the Reds, the Pirates. And instead, 
They just lost the series to the Pirates. They got swept by the Pirates. With Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta, and Brandon Woodruff all going, all three of your aces, man. Yeah, th- this is a team that um, shot themselves in the foot. Yeah. Do you think that David Stearns is too clever for his own good? It seems like he's always trying to outsmart the market or outsmart the game itself, and it always comes back and haunts him. I mean, I truly, like, there's not a single person that didn't look at the Brewers and be like, hey, this team needs some some offensive help, and then they don't go out and get offensive help. And the really only thing they did was subtract a all-star closer. I, I just... I don't understand what they were going for here. Hunter Renfro, by the way, has been very good this yeah. year. Rowdy Telez has been very good this year. Um, Yelich has been better. Yelich has been better. Yeah, I mean yeah. they've been better. Yeah, but it's not enough. Not the way. Not the way the Cardinals have been swinging the bat. Not to mention the way the Cardinals are able to pitch as well. Now that the Cardinals went ahead and added Quintana, I mean, understand they lost Mats for the year. They, yeah. they we don't know what's going on with Jack Flaherty. Yeah, And they go and they completely set themselves up by getting two arms, two arms that they needed. Um, and just, yeah. I, I'm blown away that that the Brewers did nothing. Dude, look at Goldschmidt and Arenado's war this year. Like, those are two of the best hitters in all of baseball mm-hmm. in that lineup. The Cards are a scary team. If they get the pitching, if the bullpen can stay, can stay consistent, they're a scary team, man. And the Brewers... Yeah, I, and I agree with Stearns, man. I think sometimes he gets a little too cute. Now, in his defense, he doesn't have the luxury of just going out and trading all these prospects and spending all this money, you know, because the Milwaukee Brewers are obviously a small market, mid-market team. They're not the Dodgers. They're not the Yankees. They're not the Cubs. You know, they're a smaller market, obviously. So he has to try to get creative with some of these deals. But sometimes, like, Jonathan Scope a couple of years ago when he was just <laughs> he was like 215 that year, man, and they didn't. It didn't make any sense because they didn't need him. And like when you think about it, what has he really done other than, okay, so the first two, three years, the uh, Lorenzo Cain signing and the Christian Yelich signing. Okay, so bringing those two guys in, huge. Um, since then, what's he done, though? I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not ripping the guy, but Brewers uh, let me down at the deadline, and I'm out on them. Let's get back to more of the BetMGM MLB podcast. Powered by BetQL with Ryan Horvat and Cody Decker on the BetQL network. Well, I'm agreeing with you on that. I am out on them as well. But hey, let's take a look at our game slate for today. And let's take a look at some props that we might like. Because there are some interesting props out there. And when I say there's some matchups out there you want to take a look at, I'm just going to tell you, hey, you can take these props whether you like them or not. You definitely should take a look at the matchups because I think there's a lot of money to be had. And let's start with strikeout props. Um, I'm going to throw one out there. I don't love the number. Okay. But I'm so certain it's going to hit because Uh it hits every single time. In fact, he's hit double-digit Ks in, I believe, seven straight games. Shohei Otani today is listed at seven and a half strikeouts. Now, I understand that's a little low. In fact, I do think you can probably find yourself some plus money if you shop around. If you find about eight and a half strikeouts, you'll probably get it closer to even. If you find nine and a half strikeouts, I guarantee you can find that at plus money if you could find it. Uh, But at seven and a half, you can currently get that at minus 150. Yes, I'm laying down 150 but he's going to have this by the third. I'm going to make some money off it. In fact, I might consider parlaying this because, and I'm only considering this because they're playing against the A's. I might consider parlaying this along with a money line or maybe even a run line for the Angels today. I don't like playing the Angels, 
put Otani on the mound yeah. against this A's team, I feel a little more comp- confident playing that. All right, I like it. I made a pretty big bet last night, and uh, we'll talk about the game coming up later. But I played the under, even though it's a low total, seven in Mariners-Yankees, and kind of correlates with a couple of the props I got here. So I'm going to go. So Garrett Cole, in three starts this season, after he gets roughed up a little bit and everybody freaks out on the fan, calls in, can't pitch in big game (laughs) spots. Garrett Cole, three starts this season after giving up five or more runs, got shelled against the Mariners in his last start, we know, in the first inning. 19 inning pitched, 28 strikeouts. He's given up just one earned run, the whip 0-5-8. No earned runs in the first five innings in the last three starts. The Yankees are also 3-0 in those first five. I like the Yankees in the first five against the Mariners. I like the under seven, and I'm going to go over seven and a half strikeouts for Garrett Cole. The price is minus 135. He had eight against the Mariners even after getting roughed up. So I like him. And then while I'm on the strikeout props, I played one more. Uh, I'm going to go Charlie Morton over five and a half strikeouts, minus 135. He's had strikeouts, uh, six strikeouts, I'm sorry, in five of his last six games. He's hitting this at an 83% clip. He's averaging seven strikeouts per game um, when his team's favored. He's hit this number in nine of his last 10. He's hit it in six of his last six against teams with a losing record. So I do like Charlie Morton quite a bit today. Um, And if you look at it, man, he has not faced the Red Sox this season. But Boston, striking out a bunch the last month, a K rate over 26% against righties. So I'm going to go Charlie Morton over five and a half Ks. I'm going to go Garrett Cole over seven and a half Ks. And I got one more, but anything else that you like as far as uh, pitching props? Uh, Pitching props, yeah, I got one for you today. Martin Perez, you can get at some seriously plus money against the Astros today at only four and a half Ks. You can get him at plus 125. It was the number that jumped out at me. It wasn't just the four and a half. Hey, Martin Perez is having a pretty damn good year, and Martin Perez can case some people, and quite frankly, if he can get himself to five at plus 125, I really, really dig that one. Yeah, I like that a lot. And then I got an under. I'm going to go under on Braxton Garrett. I also like the over in this game. We'll talk about it coming up a little bit later on uh, for the Marlins. He's had six strikeouts in two of his last 11 games on the road. He only averages 3.9. This number is five and a half, and it's juice minus 135. Um, I just, I don't see it happening, man. So if you look at it, faces the Phillies today. Hasn't faced them yet this season, but they have the third lowest strikeout rate in Major League Baseball the last 30 days against lefties. I like the Phillies in the spot today. I like the over, but I'm going to go under on Garrett's strikeout. So I got an under and then two overs. And uh, those are my plays for the day in the, uh, as far as pitching props. All right. Well, I got yourself an offensive prop here. Jose Altuve. I know I just said something nice about Martin Perez getting over four and a half Ks. I don't think Altuve is going to K more than once today. And you can get him at over one and a half total bases at plus 110. He's got a pretty good track record against uh, against Martin Perez. 51 plate appearances, 49 at-bats. He's hitting 265, no homers, but he's got himself 13 hits and seven of those are doubles. So I'm really, really digging this over one and a half total bases at plus 110. Yeah, see, I was looking at some hitting props today. Not a whole lot that I actually like. I was going to be... A little chalky. I was going to look at a home run prop, maybe an RBI prop, but I like the number for Kyle Schwarber. Uh, Same matchup that I was talking about earlier. The home run number is plus 295 today. The RBI number I saw was plus 150, so I'm going to take a shot with him against Garrett and the Marlins. Again, I like the over a lot in that game. And then 
again, uh, we got Alex Cobb going against Joe Musgrove. Kind of like San Francisco to at least keep it close tonight. But I'm looking at some Juan Soto props. I like him. The RBI prop tonight, plus 200. Two to one odds for Juan Soto to finally drive in a run for the Padres. I like that tonight. So that was the second hitting prop I played for the day. All right. I got to give you one home run prop, man. Um, and it is in that San Francisco-San Diego game. And it is not the team you're expecting because, ladies and gentlemen, Jock Peterson is one of the few guys in baseball yeah. that absolutely owns Joe Musgrove. In fact, in 19 plate appearances, two walks, um, 17 official at bats, 471, four home runs, four home runs in 17 official at bats. And you can get that home run prop at a staggering. And I'm a little surprised by this plus 320. I was surprised I got it better than that. I, I if you could find it better than that, good for you. But four home runs in 17 at bats at plus 320 that I will jump on. No, I like it, and I kind of like San Francisco in the game, plus 150, as crazy as that sounds. I don't know what it is with the Padres right now. We'll talk about that game. I know any other props, that's it for me today. No, that's it for me. Those are the only ones that really jumped out at me. Obviously, if you want to yeah. jump on anything Los Angeles Dodgers, you're not wrong to do so. They're the Dodgers. They're that good. No, seriously. Everybody right, in that lineup is that good Seriously. it's crazy all right guys we're going to take a quick little break when we come back we're going to break down your week slate of games here on betmgm and podcast powered by betql let's get back to more of the betmgm mlb podcast powered by betql with ryan horvat and cody decker on the betql network Welcome back, BetMGM MLB Podcast. We're powered by BetQL, Cody Decker, and Ryan Horvath. We hit on some props. We got some pitching props, some K props. We got some home run props, some RBI props. Talked about the weekend's biggest stories. Now we will hit on this week's games here on Tuesday, August 9th. And let's start with a game where I already gave out a couple plays. I'm going under five and a half strikeouts for Garrett. I'm going over seven and a half runs in Miami and Philadelphia, which is always concerning because it's the Marlins and the Marlins really struggle to score. But you know who doesn't? The Phillies. Zach Wheeler's on the mound tonight, 10 and five on the season with a 269 going against Garrett. Up and down year, two and five, not the best record, but only a 388 ERA. I like some runs to be scored in this game. Um, I'm not playing the side. I would lean the Phillies here. They've been one of the hottest teams in the National League. They've won nine out of the last 10. And they're at home in this game. They're now 12 games above 500. It's a shame that the Mets are so damn good or my plus 300 ticket would still be alive in that division. It's dead, but they could still make the postseason. They're going to get Bryce Harper back. We think that can only that can only be a good thing. Uh, so I like the over, and then I like the under on that strikeout prop. We'll probably lean Zach Wheeler over K's today too, but didn't play that. I don't like the juice. Yeah, you know, uh, the only real play I have in this ball game, I did think about going nerfy in this game. I thought no run in the first inning, but I just didn't trust Garrett enough to do it. That's honestly what backed me off last second. It's this Phillies offense. I mean, this Phillies offense could accidentally put up an eight spot in the first inning on just about anybody. And I didn't see the name Pablo Lopez or Sandy Alcantara starting the game. So I immediately ran for the hills. The only thing I'm really looking to play in this is going to be the uh, Phillies on the run line. You can get them at minus 115 on BetMGM and I think that is a very fair price considering what the offense is right now over there in Miami. All right. I've been waiting for this line, this price to drop all day long, just because uh, as you know, I always complain about not enough daytime baseball. What the hell am I supposed to do for the next five hours of my day as we sit here and we get the white Sox now two games above 500, baby 55 and 53 on the road, taking on the Kansas city Royals 
this is where we make up some damn ground. I want to swear I want to break stuff right now because this team, they're giving me gray hair. They're giving me a stomach ulcer. They're minus 154. Want to back them today with Lance Lynn on the mound going against Singer. I would probably back the, I got to be honest, I'd probably play the Royals, though, at plus 130. Singer's been the better pitcher. He's 4-4 four and four this year. He's got a 3-6-7 ERA. Lance Lynn, 2-4 and four on the year. ERA over 5. No Tim Anderson. White Sox, inconsistent. This is a game. They should win. They should sweep this doubleheader. But I can't do it, man. It would probably be the Royals or pass for me, and I hate to say it. I'm not touching anything in either of these games. I'm leaving the Roy- I'm leaving the White Sox alone. There's not a thing unless unless of course Dylan Cease is pitching, of which of course I we don't have a game. pitching matchup. And we don't even have a, we don't even have a pitching matchup for game two. No. Game one, all we know is Lance Lynn is throwing. Uh, I, I'm just I'm I'm down on this team. This team needs to show me something, and they haven't. They shown glimpses here and there, like a, a small little hint here, a small little hint there. But at the end of the day, this team just constantly underperforms every single day. And the worst part is why they're frustrating. This it's not that they're 500. That's making them frustrating. It's how they're 500 because they're not even streaky. You can't even play a wave of games. It's always, hey, they win by five today. I'm like, okay, maybe I can start playing the run line. Nope, because they lose by five the next game. It's never like battled one run games. It's always they get their asses kicked or they kick somebody's ass. And I cannot gamble on that. No, no. And you shouldn't. And you shouldn't. Unless Dylan Cease is on the mound. And That's you want it. To- yes. Yes. That's it. And I do like Kopech. Antonio, and I love, hold on. And I love Johnny Cueto, but they just don't give him any runs. I, I, I love Lucas Giolito. I love Lance Lynn. Yeah. Why is this happening? I don't know. I don't know. As Mario puts in the chat, fourth worst record against the spread, too. Also, oh. a bad bet on the run line. Um, You know, it was a great bet. And don't look now, but they're only a game and a half behind in the wild card standings. They are 57 and 52, five games above 500. They're at home. They were my big bet last night, came through for me. Don't know if I'm going to do it again tonight, but, man, there's been some crazy line movement. Last night we previewed this game on the show. It was plus 135 down to plus 125. It's the Baltimore Orioles. It's Bradish on the mound. He's 1-4, ERA over 6. He's going against Manoa, who's 12-5 and five with the 2-4-6. Something seems a little fishy here. The total, 8.5, minus 115 to the over. Blue Jays, only minus 155 favorites. I do not like betting against Baltimore right now, so nothing for me. Nothing for me because I I took, by the way, you talk about the best team on the run line in baseball. That is the Baltimore Orioles. And I gave that out yesterday, but I actually didn't play the run line because it was minus money. What was actually plus money was the money line, of which I played. By the way, of course, once again, they won by multiple runs. Run line hits again. This team is good. The Orioles are good, but they're facing Alec Manoa. And here's the truth. I'm not betting against the Orioles. I'm also not betting against Alec Manoa. I got to stay away from this ball game today completely. The only thing I'd even look to play would be, and it's because Alec Manoa's on the mound, I'd look to play maybe the Blue Jays on the money line, but it's at minus 150. If it was close to even, I might sprinkle a little something on it, maybe throw it in a parlay or something. But for really, for the most part, this is a real serious day. Everything with the Orioles, for the exact opposite reason, for the White Sox, I kind of have to stay away from the Orioles a little bit just because... Yeah. I don't know what we're getting. This shouldn't be happening. Well, if they keep games close, man, I mean, their bullpen is so damn good. Lockdown. The pitching, I mean, the staff, the pitching, the, 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 the rotation's been great. And they can score runs even after the deadline. Moving Trey Mancini, who's been on a damn tear for the Astros, by the way. Hit his first grand slam last week. <sighs> Homer did the first at-bat for the team. Of course too. he did. 
Yeah, of course it so does. So there's a lot of sharp money, a ridiculous amount of money coming in on the Reds today. And I get it, but I couldn't do it myself. It's Mike Minor Day. He's one and eight with the six nineteen ERA. He's going against Carrasco and the Mets, twelve and four with a three eight two. But the Mets are minus three fifty. The Reds are plus two sixty. So I get the sharp eye. I couldn't do it, man. I could not back the Reds. They're twenty games below five hundred. Carrasco's been great, and it's Mike Minor. So if anything, I would find a way to probably target maybe a team total or something with the Mets. No play for me. No play for me either. Yesterday I played them on the alternate run line. Uh, if anything, I would tell you to play on the alternate run line again today. But quite frankly. I do not feel comfortable to tell anybody to play the alternate run line two days in a row. Um, that is something I only pull out for special occasions. Yesterday felt like a special occasion. Today does not feel like a special occasion. Uh, Braves, Red Sox tonight. The Red Sox in free fall. Uh, right before we uh, jumped on to tape this podcast, Chris Sale, we get the news that he is done for the year. Mm-hmm. He was riding his bicycle and he fell off his bicycle, which reminds me of, when I was let down one season, when I had ex- high expectations for my Cubs, Mark Pryor was already done for the year, and Kerry Wood fell out of the hot tub, uh, and that's how he got hurt. And that's uh, that's just kind of like sums up Chris Sale's last couple of years, right? Unreal. What a it's year! Unreal. After blowing up. In- <laughs> I yeah. wish I had. I wish I had better answers. Uh, Chris Sale. Let's let's go through his year. Let's see. Um, injury, which screwed the team to start the year. Finally gets on his rehab assignment, destroys a clubhouse TV, uh, gets back to the big leagues, gets hit with a line drive on a, his throwing hand pinky, breaks his finger, misses out time on that, and then falls off a bike. I mean, to the the phrase snake bit, yeah. I feel as though is one thing. I, this is just straight cursed. This is cursed. This is a cursed. Get this man some sage. Seriously, my favorite Chris Sale story will always be when he didn't like the alternate. Uh, yeah, and he and he cut him up. Yeah, and he just chopped him up. Uh, anything it. for you in this ball game, by the way? Because yeah. not much for me, other than I might be looking to play Austin Riley against Hill. Y- yes, yeah, I, I like that prop. I kind of like Matt Olson's RBI prop. Forgot to give that out earlier. It was plus one thirty-five. I'd want plus one fifty. Charlie Morton strikeouts gave it out earlier. That's it for me. Minus one fifty-five mm-hmm. for Atlanta. That would be my lean. Uh, Cleveland, Detroit, Shane Bieber on the mound against Alexander guardians, minus 190 favorites total in the game, seven and a half minus 120 to the under. That's a no play for me. It'd probably be the guardians and Bieber. Um, guardians. I'm actually looking to play them on the run line today at a fairly reasonable minus 115. Listen, the, the tigers are terrible. They're just terrible. And Shane Bieber on the mound can easily go uh, a strong eight innings today. Yeah, completely agree, man. Uh, we get the nationals. They're a dumpster fire. Plus 165 on the money line. Taking on Marcus Stroman and the Cubs, who are minus 200 favorites. Cubs have been hot at Wrigley Field. Seven and a half is the total. I would probably back the Cubs on the run line if I really, really needed to bet in this game, but I don't need to bet in this game. I do not want to watch this game. I do root for Marcus Stroman, of course, because he employs half of my family. But I want nothing to do do with this game. If I'm going to take anything, and I will be on 670 to score later today, and I am going to tell people in Chicago to take the Cubs on the run line again. And uh, listen, the Cubs have been hot lately. As much as we like to make fun of them and how much we hate it, they've been hot and they're playing against the Nationals. The Nationals are terrible. Like As bad as the Cubs are, the Nationals are that much worse. Poor swinging Schwindel just got sent back to Iowa. He has to live in Des Moines Mm. again. But we do get some good news. I mean, I feel bad, but 
I've had enough of Jason Hayward um, hitting one. It's his birthday today, by the way. Happy birthday, Jason Hayward. They told Happy you birthday, Jay. Hey, he's done for, for the year. Birth- he's not coming back next year. Yeah, Thanks for your for birthday. Enjoy Thanks your year. Thanks for the outfield. Good riddance. I'll say it. Rangers, Astros, Perez. Happy birthday, birthday Jay. <laughs> Astros minus one seventy-five. I'm not touching it to be honest. I kind of like the, uh, I kind of like the Rangers, man, with Perez on the mound, and Same. I kind of like the under in this game minus. I, I am very much thinking about playing the Rangers on the money line. You got plus one forty-five. Feels like a good letdown spot. Obviously, Perez is nine and two with a two-four-seven ERA. I already said his strikeout prop, which was criminally low at four and a half for plus 125 um yeah this is a good game i i I think this is going to be a rangers win i'm actually going to go ahead and take the road underdogs uh we get tampa bay milwaukee tonight tampa bay 58 and 50 milwaukee 58 and 50 identical records the brewers minus 160 favorites tonight with freddie peralta on the mound the total in the game is eight no play for me. Don't trust either of these teams. No, I'm staying away right now. I need the Rays to get healthy badly. They need to get healthy. Uh, do you think this is a trap? So we got Michaelis on the mound tonight for the Cardinals, who have been on a damn tear sweeping the Yankees this weekend. But last night, minus 185 on the money line. This morning, minus 165 on the money line. And they're in Colorado taking on Feltner and the Rockies. I know he's 1-3 with a 5.75. I know Michaelis has been great. 8-8 eight and eight with the 2.92 ERA. I uh I kind of like the Rockies tonight, and I kind of like the over, but I'm staying away because I could see this being a 3-2 cards win. Staying away. Staying okay. away big time. I just don't try. And, and it's not because of anything. It's more uh, I don't like the value. I don't like the value of the run line. If I got if I can get that at plus money, I probably would jump on the run line for the Cardinals, but I'm getting it at minus 120. That, that's not enough value for me to jump on that. Uh, Angels, Otani night. Minus 185 favorites in Oakland. Is that good enough? I know you gave out your play already. K-prop and honest, take the K-prop because you know he's hitting it. And honestly, either parlay it with a money line or a run line. It's your only way to make it valuable. And I think both of those are going to hit today. All right, main events of the evening. We get San Francisco, San Diego tonight at 940 Eastern time. We get the Giants plus 145 on the money line. And the Padres, minus 175. It's Joe Musgrove on the mound, 8-5, and five, with an ERA sitting right at 3 against Cobb. Up and down season for him, 3-6 and six with a 408 ERA. I, I like the Giants. I got to be honest. You brought up the Jack Peterson prop. He's had success against Musgrove. I like that prop. I'm going to tally on that. I feel like the Giants win this game. Last night, we preview it, plus 163 on the money line, plus 145 now. So the Padres... Uh, minus 175 favorites. I'm going to take a shot with the Giants, man. I know they're not a great team, but um, until Tatis comes back, I don't, I don't know. I don't trust San Diego. I'm, I'm going to stay away from this game. I need, I kind of need the Padres to kind of get themselves right, and I don't want to jump into the game that they happen to get themselves right in. So I'm going to stay off of this one. That's true. I'm taking the under. Garrett Cole and Castillo, we just saw this matchup. Cole got roughed up. I like the strikeout prop over seven and a half. I kind of like the Yanks tonight, man. I'm going to play them in the first five, though. They're minus 130 on the money line. As I said, I like the under a lot in this game. That's my biggest play of the evening. You know what? I'm going to go the opposite. I really didn't like Garrett Cole's last outing against this team. I I liked what Castillo's going to bring to the table today. I like the Mariners at home for plus money, plus 115. Both of these teams right now are hitting a bit of a rough patch. So I feel kind of confident to jump on the Mariners today. I'm tempted to jump on the Twins tonight. We're getting plus one. No, it's Joe Ryan on the mound. You're not four with a three six seven. 
but he's going against Urias and the Dodgers. 11 and 6 this year with the 257. Dodgers minus 225 favorites. It would be Twins or Pass, but you're right. Not betting against the Dodgers. Nothing there for me. No total either because the Dodgers could score 10 themselves tonight. The Dodgers have not not hit a run line since the All-Star break. I'm taking the Dodgers on the run line at minus 105. All right, that's what I got for the evening. There's some props. There's some games. I love the under in Mariners, Yankees. You know what that means. Eight nothing going into the third inning. Garrett Cole absolutely shelled once again, probably. Well, you know what? My biggest play today, my biggest play is maybe not even a home run prop. How about this? Just Jock Peterson. Anything Jock Peterson. If you like the home run prop, jump on it. It's a 320. You don't like the home run prop, jump on a hits prop. You could probably get that at probably 150. You don't like that, get a total bases prop. Come on, man. Jock Peterson is hitting 571 off of Joe Musgrove. But if you're giving the home run prop, so really quickly, so I gave out the RBI prop on Schwarbs last time we did the show, and he homered, and I didn't play the homer. I just played the RBI. <laughs> no, I put no, 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 no. I played the total basis, so I got plus one ten value when I could have got. But you could have gotten more. Yes, so, I, I get it. So yeah, grow a pair and go with the home run prop, but always bet responsibly. That's my advice. If you're if plus you're throwing out something that you're saying is can't miss, at least throw a little sprinkle on the home run. I would advise, man. I love it. Well, guys, that has been it for BetMGM MLB Podcast powered by BetQL. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at Decker6. You can follow everything that I'm doing from Bet to the Cycle to Big Time Baseball to Down the Line to everything else. And, of course, follow Ryan Horvat wherever he is. Where are you at, Ryan? At Ryan Horvat, BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. It is, ladies and gentlemen, the best live gambling show every single night. You got to check it out, check it out, check it out. Guys, that is it for us. Thank you so much to me, and thank you so much to Ryan. Thank you so much to Mario for making us sound better than we are. And thank you to everyone that has joined us here on BetMGM MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL. All right, that's it for us. Beat it.